0: Hey guys, it's Dennis here with Revog Games. I'm joined by
1: Joshua Veyers, all the way in South Africa.
0: Yeah, you, you seem to be feeling a lot better. We we were uh, going to shoot that Mortal Kombat uh, spoiler review, which we're still going to do, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you were feeling a little under the weather and now you're looking a lot better. Yeah.
1: For sure. I'm actually, you know what? While we're at it, I'm actually glad we uh, did wait a few days on that because my thoughts on the movie changed. Still mm-hmm. enjoyed it, but I have a lot, my opinion is a lot more critical now. Okay. Because I cool. rewatched the original recently.
0: Oh, the original is a classic. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's a
1: classic, I know, but there were like something, we'll get into it. We'll get okay. into it in the, in the review. Okay, cool.
0: Um. So yeah, we're doing actually doing this a day early because tomorrow I'm going to go get my second dose of the COVID vaccine. Shots. Hell yeah so i you know i don't know what the side effects may be i may be you know totally like out of it for a day or two who knows but anyways let's start off with some news uh we don't have a i don't know a lot of stuff but there is some big stuff i mean the biggest thing that i came across was this was the last of us part (laughs) three has a plot uh but we don't know if it's gonna actually gonna be made or not. So uh, Neil Druckmann, the creator, he basically said on a podcast that they they had outlined a plot. Um, him and his co-writer Haley Gross had have an outline for the story, but they're not sure, you know, whether or not or when it would actually come out. And you have you haven't you you haven't finished. Right or played? No, Last of Us Part Two. No,
1: no, I, I, I played it on the friend system. Didn't. Um, it's just really intense. It is. like that was my takeaway for me. It was just a, like it's one of those games where I have to be in the right frame of mind to play it. You know, and when the game came out, I was not in the yeah. right frame of mind to play that game. It was too heavy. 2020 was a rough year, man. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was I a... want to get back into it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it was probably my second favorite game of the year last year, but. I, after I finished, I didn't touch it once since I finished. It's, mm. it's one of those. I mean, it's the same thing with Red Dead Redemption 2, which is one of my favorite games of all time. After I played it, I played a little of the online stuff, but I never went back to play the this, this story, and it's not because I don't think it's amazing. It's just, one, it, it's, it's very heavy. Not as heavy as mm. uh, Last of Us Part 3 or Part 2, but they're both heavy games, yeah. They're big long journeys. Like you gotta do. You really have to be like, okay, I'm gonna commit. You can't sit down and be like, oh, I'm gonna play a few hours. It's like, no, you're committing <laughs> a month or two of time. You know, every day playing, 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 and and whatnot. So, um. But anyways, you know, part three, I, I didn't really expect that. I thought part two was, you know, if you play the game, you finish it. You kind of know it. It ends and it has a definitive ending, unlike the. F- first game you know the first game kind of leaves not so much on a cliffhanger but it leaves it open for a lot of possibilities which you know you kind of see the aftermath of that in in part two with part two yes there is some stuff you can still explore which obviously they 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 have written out but you kind of have a closing of the chapter you're closing on the characters closing on the storyline there's Not that there isn't ways that you can go, it's just you don't have to go anywhere. I guess that's that's what uh, my takeaway
1: from it is. Do you think they're just a little, um, maybe a little worried? Because obviously, like there was a lot of criticism on The Last of Us Two, with which also, by the way, like even though I didn't finish the game or I didn't get to play that much of it regardless of criticisms it is a good game you know you might not be happy where because all the criticisms that I have seen of it are all story based you know Mm -hmm. what I mean there's no criticism of the actual game Mm -hmm. no one's criticizing the game mechanics you know it's a fantastic game they're just criticizing where the story went so I suppose there's definitely a bit of hesitance there especially from Druckmann because he's like I mean hell I I bet you in the back of his mind he probably doesn't want to say this but in the back of his mind he's like do these people deserve part 3 you know, do these people really deserve part three? That's that's probably what he's thinking.
0: I mean, I haven't seen. I mean, I guess I mean, with with kind of geek nerd culture being so toxic nowadays, it's it's almost like every it's almost like people are finding stuff to to be upset about. So like The Last of Us Part Two was one. Obviously, Rise of the Sky of Skywalker was one for Star Wars, and Last Jedi as well. Those both a double punch. Uh, the season eight of Game of Thrones, and look, everything, nothing is you know free from criticism or anything like that. But the extremes that people have taken, you know, where they're like either threatening <laughs> actors yeah. or directors or writers, and that kind of stuff is just goes way over the line. You could not like something. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, in those cases that I'm talking about, just things just got way. Crazy. I don't think,
1: I don't think Picasso ever got death threats for his paintings. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just, it's a little obscene, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's art, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. So, you know, uh, it kind of, kind of cool news to hear that they're, they have an idea for, for a next Last of Us, you know, where, are they still going to follow Ellie's storyline? Are they going to follow Abby's storyline? Are they still going to follow both? Will it be a brand new? Maybe it's just new characters or maybe a side characters from the first two that become main characters in part three. I don't know. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on with the universe we have. And, you know, and Neil Druckmann was talking, you know, it took kind of seven game, seven years from, from the first game to the second game. So if if a part three were to come out, it'd be a long time from now. And we have the...
1: Go ahead. I was going to say, here's why it's important, why they have a story. It's important for them to have part three story more so than the game, because, I mean, this is kind of like a segue, not so much. We're going to talk about it, but they Yeah, let's talk about they, it. They yeah, they can't just film the Last of Us TV show about part one and part two and then never show us part... You know what I mean? Like, hmm. it's, it's one of those things where I'm sure... They have the ideas for part three and they're probably collaborating with the people who are working on the tv show you know what i mean mm-hmm. trying to like would, it's one of those things where you have to like the directors of the tv show also have to know where is this show going in the end we only know what happened in the last of us part one we we only know what happened in the last of us part two so they need to know where it's kind of going so that they can build towards that like cinematically you know what i mean that's a great um, point so it has that use as well that's a
0: great point because now we're in the same situation with game of thrones because game of thrones the mm. books came out and they were like i can't remember three or four books into it but they hadn't finished yet and by the time the series because uh, you know uh, george r r martin writes very slow and also like uh and to be fair that his books are very very dense they're very you know
1: Uh, it's
0: not like some little quick whatever read or whatever
1: they're they're very like they're very Tolkien inspired as well in terms of how he writes them yeah yeah like I don't get me wrong I love Lord of the Rings but the first time I read one of the books I read like four pages about a leaf blowing through the wind Dennis yeah I read four pages about a leaf like they were like it was I was like they explained the scene in such detail in the book I was like I get it okay a, a blade of grass flows through the wind Dude. but they explain it like the light catches it as it glistens through i'm like okay i get it i get it you know
0: yeah uh yes that's why i do prefer the medium of uh a Film, visual medium yeah. yeah movies and television and whatnot video games also to that extent um but anyways you make a great point so they need some story because remember they're like season one is going to be part one well it's like okay <laughs> You're, you're expecting this this show, if, if successful, which we think it's going to be based on the name and the, and the talent behind it, you know, that it's going to go longer than two seasons. Because if you do part one in one season, let's say you could split up part two into two seasons, right? That's mm-hmm. only three seasons. If you're a successful yeah. show, you're going to go beyond that. Then maybe you do need that part three, and that's where that comes in. Now the question is, okay, let's say you hit... Let's say we don't see Last of Us until next year right 2022 you know uh like i said let's say season one is part one and season two season three or part two that's still not enough time for uh last of us part three game to come out at least according to their previous schedule so that means they need some sort of story if they want to continue that and that's kind of where this comes in and then you got to figure out well is the game also going to have the same storyline, or are they going to take a different direction? Because you know, who knows? Because they they are they have to deviate in some ways uh, for the TV show, much like the game yeah. of Game of Thrones did as well. So, it it's going to be interesting to see um and then to segue to the the next point we're talking about the tv show the reason why the tv show exists is because they originally tried to make a movie uh of the last of us and it had been talked about for a long time uh neil Druckmann also in that same i think in the same podcast mentioned that the reason why it fell apart was because the movie was too action focused
1: and yeah, that it seems like they wanted to the michael bay the shit out of it pretty yeah much.
0: yeah i mean it's you know it's what studios do you know they want that big bang they don't want it's it, it's why for example you know you mentioned mortal kombat like some of my favorite parts of the the recent 2021 was the opening seven eight nine ten actually it's probably 13 minutes of Mortal combat between the backstory between scorpion and sub-zero and and it takes place in ancient times and actually doesn't really have i mean has like a little bit of the powers you know but it's really more grounded in reality besides sub-zero's powers um yeah they're not gonna make a full full movie of that even though i'd love it is because they're not gonna get their return because it needs to be a big spectacle and they don't you know they need the fatalities, and they need you know these crazy characters doing crazy moves and in you know settings that are like fantastical and magical and all that stuff. Where, yeah, for me, I would love to see a, you know a samurai inspired Kurosawa, kung fu influenced
1: backstory I mean, just that gr- of just so that grain as well, like the like the, the film grain. If you think, if you think about it, like the actual, like, not not the production value, but the film grain, the style of that first 18 minutes and the last 18 minutes, if you will, that first fight and that last fight between Scorpion and Sub Zero, yeah. without any spoilers, it just felt different. Mm-hmm. The the color looked different, the style looked different. It looked so much more cinematic. I don't know how else to, like, how else to put it. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm kind of glad that they do did do that in the movie because it set it so so far apart from mm-hmm. the others. They were like, no, look, this. This fight is intense. Look, look at how much more cinematic it looks. Look at the film grain. Look, look at the coloring. You know what I mean? It's, it was, I like it when they do that. But I would, like you said, I would love a whole movie like that. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be
0: sick. But, you know, because studios are in the business of making money and they also, you know, for theaters, right? You're doing two hours. Now they've kind of pushed that to two and a half hours, uh, runtimes for movies, Mm -hmm. You're just not able to spend the time that you want on characters and character moments, and you know the last stuff is very character driven. And so Druckman said that they wanted to co- go make this more like an indie film, and and nowadays, and you know, people have been saying this for a while, and I've been saying it for a while. Television is the new indie film. I mean, it's it's it, that's where er, originally indie movies ideas and, and budgets of indie movies have now gone the the drama where you're go delving more into characters and and plots and less spectacle i mean don't get me wrong they're a spectacle but they usually build up to it right like even in, in an expensive show like game of thrones you know not counting like the last season or so last two seasons where they had to do spectacle like not every episode but you know close closer to that really they would build up and maybe in a season they have like one or two spectacle scenes you know <laughs> I mean it's a, it's a function of budget as well but then guess what they're focusing on the drama and the characters and all all that stuff and I think that's what, what The Last of Us is and what you know I, I, I think television is just m- much more well suited for that instead of uh, like a one shot movie or whatever or even a two shot yeah. movie
1: well yeah, nobody look, uh, people wanted the movie because we didn't think we were going to get a series, you know yeah. what I mean? Now, like obviously people are going to prefer a series. There's no way you can cram Mortal Kombat's different. You know what I mean? Yes, that is totally different. Is, it's it's that's it's very different, you know what I mean? But like The Last of Us, you cannot cram that into a movie. Maybe a trilogy. Yeah. You know, but you can't cram that into a movie. You know, people would have been like it it would have felt sh- it would have fell short somewhere, you mm-hmm. know? No matter how big the budget was, no matter how good it was, some pe- they they would have had to cut a lot. They would have had to cut a lot of corners, you know. So a, a, a lot of people wouldn't have been happy. Whereas I think with a series, people are gonna uh, people are gonna be happier, and especially with the amount of but like the amount of budget that most series have nowadays. You know, TV used to have no budget. Now TV has huge budgets. Yeah, know, thanks because to
0: HBO. well, yeah, thanks to HBO, and now they're driving. You know, and Netflix as well. They're driving; they want to drive subscribers, so they need to invest money into these shows that are costing as much as movies now. Um, but yeah, I just think the last of a story and characters all lend itself towards the television. I'm glad they went that route, to be honest. I, I don't, I don't think like, for example, like Uncharted that fits a movie, right? It's it's a you mm-hmm. know, uh, like you mentioned, Mortal Kombat that fits a movie. Uh, but Last of Us never really it did it already it felt like a television series you know it felt more yeah. like that so I, I i'm happy to see it go
1: go that way um yeah, i think you're right though some games are just it's it's actually a fun and conversational topic if you think about it what game what game would work well as a TV series as opposed to a movie like mm-hmm. i think of god of war i would want that in movie form but then i think mm-hmm. of like a lot of rainbow six games i would want that in series form mm-hmm. you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Like it gives it it's, i guess most rpgs you would also prefer it as a series well not really like i would like skyrim as a movie i wouldn't want that as a series either you know what i mean like it's hmm. but each like it, it's funny how you just know right off the bat like if a move if a game would be good as a movie or a show you just know mm-hmm. based off of the the content death stranding amazing movie maybe a good mini series but not a good show you know what i mean they would either have to do a mini series
0: mm-hmm
1: or a movie, but I think it would do better as a movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to our next, next subject, which uh, has to do with movies is the Oscars. So the Oscars yeah. uh, happened this past Sunday. You know, it's, it was a very interesting and special one because of the pandemic and everything. Did you watch it? Uh, no. Okay.
1: I I didn't, but um, you know what? It it's it's if it makes if it makes you guys feel any better. Apparently, nobody watched it. Like it was the lowest viewing.
0: It is, history. but but people are making a bigger deal out of it than than they should be. Obviously, we all knew it was going to be the least yeah. watched. I post I posted. Didn't
1: market it, you know what I mean. They well, not only that, like
0: I look, I posted on social media. Um, I watched it. By the way, but I posted on social media before it happened. I said, "This is the first year in a very, very, very long time that I have not seen all or most of the Best Picture nominees, and it's because I only of the." Heard
1: about No Man Glad the other day. Like I just heard okay. about it like a few days ago. You oh, I've do... been
0: hearing about these movies. I just it's because of the pandemic in 2020, twenty twenty. First of all, you didn't get to go to the movie theater the last movie i saw was sonic the hedgehog back in february of 2020 um there the movies didn't get to go to the theater so everything went went to streaming or rental but then some of those weren't like even like on streaming some of those were like oh you gotta pay the the 20 bucks not you know not like a six dollar rental or something like that just to w- rent to watch it uh instead of uh buying it Um, and then also just there wasn't look I wasn't in the mood to watch a lot of these movies I mean let's be let's be frank 2020 was a
1: (laughs) draining year yeah
0: it's to say the least even for someone like myself who probably uh, didn't get you know I mean there was definitely some bad and terrible things that happened in my personal life but overall probably compared to some other people it wasn't as bad and you know you, you have to be in the mood to watch a lot of these movies right they, 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 a lot of them are very heavy and they want they, they require a lot of attention and so i
1: very dramatic yes and, and the and, and the themes are usually quite heavy like i've noticed that a lot of the movies that were nominated most of them were just very like heavy like i'm sure they're yeah, great but, but they're that, very like heavy movies like heavy topics look you
0: know? look when when um the Oscars decide to expand to the up to 10 best picture stuff. You know, this was in response to the dark Knight not being nominated that year. And a lot of people thinking that deserved it. Um, and then in future years, there were some movies that, you know, that we felt like should have gotten nominated, but didn't like, um,
1: you know, um, but I mean, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I can, I, there's, I don't know. I have an issue with award shows in general, just because of how, how it gets packaged. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, like, let's just say it must be really nice to be the Hollywood foreign press. Cause you get a lot of free gifts. That, yes, that.
0: but that's a different scenario compared to the Oscars. Cause the way the Hollywood foreign press and golden globes is set up is like, it's very much it's, there's only a small amount of people. And they can be easily influenced. Where the Oscars mm-hmm. is obviously there are campaigns and stuff, but the influence, the influence and stuff is like more like screenings and advertising and whatnot, and less because yeah. there's too many people in the Academy that vote that you're not going to be able to sway them with. You know what I mean? Because there's just too many. Um,
1: Man, I, I just want anime to be taken seriously. It, it used to. Like I mean, look, Spirited Away. I believe that got an Oscar. Yeah. but I think the year the the year that your name came out it had decimated the box office and the movie that won that year I think I can't remember what it was it it didn't even the problem is with it, it didn't even get nominated like the movie that beat it did win but it it was similar in terms of box office numbers mm-hmm. you know what I mean like your name was the highest grossing Japanese animated movie of all time uh how was my audio and video by the way I look frozen
0: <laughs> uh it froze once but it's fine i can still get it i'm still seeing it as long as uh, you can hear me as long as yeah, you can hear me yeah um okay great but anyways so the oscars this year we knew it was going to be underwatched because there was no movies driving people to go see it like that's usually the telecast is based on people that are fans of certain movies right like and what I to go back to what I was talking about, like the Oscars expand that, but we haven't really seen too much of the mainstream movies get funneling in. We saw Black Panther was one, uh, but, you know, and, and this year in particular, because these big budget movies either had to debut on streaming or they just had to get pushed all together. We just didn't see any of these big tentpole movies that, that captured people's imaginations and and whatnot so not that it was a bad year for movies it was just very undermarketed. uh people had other stuff they're doing and, and you know that's why netflix and hbo max and all this stuff got like a bigger pushes video games video games in general just got a bigger um attention because people were like oh i'm at home what should I do at home? Well, I will watch Netflix. I'll watch HBO Max, or I'll play some video games. Right? I'm not. There's no movie theater, and then with these movies, uh, watching them at home, I'll have to say, watching a movie versus a television show is it's it, it it's weird. It's it feels like a much more of an investment than television. Even though television, let's say a season of television is ten episodes, and each one's an hour each. Right? That's ten hours versus two hours. Right? So it seems like it's a lot more. But what happens is. You watch one episode, and if you're hooked, you already know the characters, you already know the story, you know all that stuff, and you want to see what happens next, so you watch the next one, and the next one, and the next one. With the movies, it's um, it's your, your two hours, you're with the new characters, and then that it ends. And then when you start a new movie, it's a completely different set of characters and situations and all that stuff. So it's it's just not as... Uh, easy to like get into especially at home where there's a lot of distractions especially now anyways what also, so-
1: some so, some movies are just not meant for the TV you yeah. know which is just sad like i believe it was scorsese who said it's like for like as as awesome as netflix is a kind of butchered film like actual film because it's some there is some it, you cannot get this where we are right now with technology you still cannot get the same experience from a tv that you do from a cinema in terms of film you know what i mean like if you're watching if you're watching something in 35 millimeter at a at a theater that that's t- completely different from what it would be watching a tv watching something on your tv you know what i mean
0: yeah, I mean, for me to be honest, the the projection doesn't matter to me. Uh, to me, it's more about the theatrical experience of like having the large screen and mm. sitting in a in a dark theater and everyone's paying attention. There's there's a bunch of different factors into that theatrical experience. I mean, I know Tarantino's big on the thirty five millimeter projection and, and and whatnot, but for me, it's like, look, if the movie's good, the movie's good. Um, but I do appreciate the theatrical experience because I think that is the best way to watch to watch a movie with other people yeah. that are like either ooing and eyeing or crying or laughing or whatever with you. And then also your attention is much more focused, right? Um, because you can't be loud. You can't be on your phone. You can't, you have to focus. And so you, you, you get more of an intense experience from that. Right. Yeah. L- versus but watching a television screen at home with going, your, uh, your f-
1: going into the news real quick. Yeah. I think we, I think we may have mentioned it last week that it was nominated Mm -hmm. or I don't know if we actually spoke about, I think we spoke about how it was nominated. So now we, I know we definitely brought it up last week. Um, I don't know if the news had, I think the news had just broke. We may have mentioned it loosely that they had won. Um, But now like the news is like completely out, you know, respawn one. Yeah, because we we spoke about you having played the Medal of Honor game that this was attached to.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but it, I mean, hadn't had yet, it, it hadn't, yeah. it hadn't won, won yet, though it hadn't hadn't won yet. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, so the, what does all this Oscar talk have to do with everything? It is that uh, the World War Two documentary Colette won Best Documentary Short Subject at the Oscars, and during the speech, you you hear them thank Electronic Arts, EA, and Respawn. You know, uh, because mm-hmm. this documentary was part of the VR title, Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. I, I talked about how I, I hadn't played it yet because of the, the pricing or whatever. Um, but this was, you know... You can actually watch this documentary. You don't need the game. You can actually just go watch it uh, for free. Um, there's places online that you can go see it. So it's just uh, very interesting to see that uh, not so much a game one, you know, for but it has ties to, to video games you know so uh what do you think about that we you you didn't watch the oscars for me it was like i was watching it and she's like i want to thank electronic arts and respawn i'm like respawn like, what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: i mean dude i think the more video games look video games as is is already popular culture video games is already mainstream but this is just getting it even more more mainstream like it's mm-hmm. pushing the boundaries even more which i'm happy about you know what i mean hopefully in the future there is room for like um an oscar for a video game because look, i hope so a lot of a lot of mocap a lot of games are mocap. a lot of the acting is real like it's real acting you know what i mean yeah. like hopefully that can get taken like i've seen some phenomenal like mocap actors that are much better than tv actors mm-hmm. you know what i mean so hopefully yeah, like yeah. it can, it taken seriously in that regards you know i mean to if, be real all- good if we're adding video games to the olympics why can't we add it to the oscars man
0: <laughs> to be realistic i don't foresee any of kind of like the mocap and even to be mm-hmm. honest any of the acting stuff to to go into those categories unfortunately just because of how you know
1: uh, old school uh, the oscars yeah, are but, but hopefully the screenwriting, you but know, at least the storyboarding and stuff
0: what I can see, though, is like a equivalent of, you know, best animated film mm-hmm. and having best video game of the year, yeah. like having an Oscar for that. I could see that happening because then it's like, okay, we're not going to put because, were, you know, the Oscars, like I said, are old school and very strange. I suppose strange. They, would
1: have to, they, would have, they would have to make it a lot more tight as well if you think about it because it can't just be best video game because then there's so many FPS games where there's no story, no cinematic experience. No, the, but that's movie. what I'm saying.
0: They will. They no, they would only call it best video game, and it, they would only nominate and and give an Oscar to the best game, irregardless of genre or whatever. Yeah, so, no. like, I th- I think I
1: feel like that complicates it though.
0: No, I think it simplifies it for them at least. For them, they they just looking. Look, let's be frank. The Oscars are not going to. Like Doom Eternal, even though it's a fantastic game, is not going to be winning the quote-unquote future Oscar for video games. What what it's going to yeah. be is The Last of Us. It's going to be maybe A Ghost of Tsushima uh, half God, half life, Half Life, Half of I mean, Axe, God of War, Red Dead Redemption Two. It's gonna be those Bastard games, even, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's gonna right. be those type of games that would be it's winning. Not gonna this... be Fortnite. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. It's, not. It's, it's, it's it's not gonna be Fortnite. because remember the Oscars are focused on storytelling, so they're not really not to say they don't want to they they wouldn't appreciate. Look, I'm I'm talking hypotheticals here, but I'm I, yeah. I'm I'm going through what the Oscar mindset is. They're not. As focused on the gameplay stuff, right? So, like a, that's why you said like a Fortnite or a Apex Legends or Among Us is never, never would win this quote-unquote Oscar for best video game. They they're looking for that storytelling cinematic experience, and 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 you know, I think
1: it's going to take a while, like you said, considering how long it took them. I mean, it took years for the Oscars to um, start nominating. Uh, see, uh, vfx artists Mm -hmm. i still don't actually know are vfx are vfx artists nominated in the oscars yeah because they play like a bit like i remember there was a huge push for it like in the 2000s where people they were complaining they were like we bust our balls for these movies Mm -hmm. like we deserve our own category like vfx is it's difficult you know whether it's practical or digital we should be awarded you know and they had to fight hard for that for it to happen but then again i suppose actually now moving forward the oscars it seems like the oscars might have a fight for relevance in the future you know what i mean and i believe oh yeah yeah we might see this video gaming coming into the oscars sooner than later because of relevance it it needs to get more relevance you know
0: yeah i agree that a lot of younger people are not watching it uh because they're not into the movie one they're not into the movies that are being nominated uh, to you know, they're distracted by other stuff like video and games MCU. and Every, everything. No. They're just
1: gonna watch the Marvel movies, you know. Yeah, yeah. At the Oscars, sure, they will nominate it, uh, a Marvel movie, but most people they just stick to those superhero movies. just like nothing wrong with that, you know. To each their own, but you 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 said it. Yeah, you, like you're gonna have like no. The average Joe, the average Joe doesn't watch Wes Anderson movies. You no. know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. What's interesting sure, though is uh, Chloe, Chloe,
0: Chloe, Chloe Zhao, who won for best director in her picture. No Man Land won for, yeah, for best picture. She won for best director. She directed a Marvel movie, uh, The Eternals, and that is yeah. coming oh, yeah. out. I think either end of this year or next year, early next
1: year. <laughs> I didn't actually add it to the list, but it, supposedly uh, Kevin Feige was praising her. On her use of um practical locations for yeah. the filming of the eternals kevin feige was praising her saying like she did a fantastic job on locations yeah. like using actual real locations yeah. you know and less cgi and stuff
0: yeah yeah um but anyways to wrap that up and go on to the next one i would just say yeah the oscars were not well watched but it was expected and you know a lot of people weren't Into watching these These type of movies this past year And understandably so, including myself Who who loves, I love the Oscars I love watching it every year I did like the the Different look it had this year, I don't know if you saw But they did it at the Union Train Station Grand Central Station um, Downtown And it was a very small, intimate
1: bad stuff about yes we're not Uh, a a political channel so we're not going to talk about yes i heard about the
0: yes about that stuff but in terms of like the actual way that they shot it i thought it was kind of cool it was more small more intimate union Um,
1: station's awesome as well you know I, i i love union station
0: um but anyways all right let's move on to the next thing uh returnal which is a ps5 exclusive third person shooter uh is coming out actually tomorrow uh friday Depends on when you're watching or listening so to, sad to this. i so I'm not going to be
1: able to play this, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, the reviews have started to come in, and, and they are all been pretty positive. They say, "In this is a genre that I really, you know, have only recently kind of become aware of, which is roguelike, where it's uh, mm-hmm. kind of procedurally generated environments and, and it's whatnot. It's been my
1: favorite genre for three years. Hades was roguelike, by the way. Yes. You know, we spoke a lot about Hades. Yeah. Hades was a roguelike game. Fanta- roguelike games but- are fantastic they're basically replayability uh-huh. you're you're basically doing infinite runs um and each run is different with a roguelike essentially that's the way it works like binding of isaac hades all these games they focus around the same thing of like mm-hmm. you're going for you're doing a run and each time you're picking up different weapons and mm-hmm. different abilities and they work together differently you know similar like We'll talk about it I I wanna after you speak about this, but this game mostly reminds me of Risk of Rain two. which is also a roguelike game, but very similar. But we'll get into that in a second.
0: Yeah, I mean the genre itself I, I'm not too too familiar with. I've you know, I don't think I've I don't even know if any games I've played would be considered uh roguelike. But anyways, this is an exclusive to PS5. It looks great. You know, we we'd heard about it on um, some state of play stuff that that Sony had had done before last year. Um they they had a launch trailer with it. It looks cool. It has a it seems to have a cool story behind it. Um, the one thing I guess when I was listening to the reviews and reading the reviews about like that maybe I don't you know I don't have a PS5 so it's kind of moot at this point but the one thing that kind of w- might turn me off is the whole not being able to save thing and like having to he, I was listening to, to the IGN review and saying like okay well the the runs are pretty long they're not short and that literally like they'd have to like pause the game and put the the ps5 like in sleep mode or whatever and you couldn't actually like turn it off or restart it or <laughs> or load up some other app or whatever because then you would lose everything that you were doing on that run
1: and then have to start all over you know and so i'm curious as to what they mean by too long because in my opinion the average roguelike game a good run is gonna last you 40 40 minutes to an hour per run mm-hmm. like per try I'm like, I'm oh, guessing it's it.
0: longer. I'm guessing a, a yeah, run is longer.
1: Yeah. Like I know on Risk of Rain, I constantly make it to like the 50 minute mark. You know, mm-hmm. same with Hades, I always make it to like the 50 minute mark. Which I miss- is why I only usually have it in me to do one, maybe two mm-hmm. runs and then take a break. You know.
0: I'm assuming that it's probably closer to two hours. I'm guessing, uh, or maybe yeah, three. If you, if you, I don't know.
1: Do, yeah. Depending on how good you do, I guess. Because if you die in five minutes, then that's your run. You. Know? Yeah,
0: yeah, of course. But I'm talking about to complete. You know. Mm. a run um, I guess that was one, one of the criticisms of, of the game I mean, it was, so it was a, 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 a bit too long so anyways good reviews this is the type of games that yeah that we're expecting from the next gen right that like hey this isn't exclusive to this platform you're not going to be able to play it, you know on any other system and it takes advantage of, of the new hardware so it's like okay cool this is not this game alone is not gonna make me run out and buy a PS5, but it's it's definitely you know stacking up. You know, as soon as I see, okay, I, they got uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which they had a PS4 version, but you know, it'd be nice to play the PS5 version instead. They got this game, and then whatever the next exclusive is gonna be, you know, especially like God of War, then I'll be then I'll be like, oh man, they got these. Get Ghost of Tsushima too. Then I'll be like, "Okay, now it's time to get a PS5." So, anyways, I think well, this is I,
1: we're, we're, we're going to talk about Sony later as well cuz I got a couple mm-hmm. I've got an article about them pushing first-party and third-party studios. Yeah. Uh, a lot of money that they're dipping in. Uh, I will say Dennis, my biggest takeaway from this is that this is not what I was expecting. First of all, you and I we watched the tra- when this trailer when the trailer dropped for this, mm-hmm. I think it was a year ago. Everybody was like, "Wow, it looks beautiful." Mm-hmm. But what the hell is it about? You know what I mean? It was just a cinematic. Nobody knew what the hell the game was about. I thought it was gonna be some like rich story, mm-hmm. slow paced, kind of like Death Stranding type game. Mm-hmm. And I look at the gameplay <laughs> and it is fast, yeah, bro. Yeah. It is fast paced, Yes, I Dennis, I wanna play this. I wanna play this so fucking bad. Like yeah. I love roguelike games. I will spend hours upon hours playing roguelike games. They're so the, the best thing about roguelike games, like I said, is replayability. Even when you beat the game and you're done with the game, you're still going to be playing like it's, it's like playing golf. Mm. If you, if if you finish the golf track, like the golf course, you're not going to never go back. You know what I mean? You're going to go, you're going to keep playing golf, you know? And that's what I like about these types of games. It's fast. Not, not what I was expecting whatsoever. I truly was thinking that this is going to be some kind of slow paced story, rich, Mm -hmm. like action RPG. I kind of, that's kind of more
0: up my alley.
1: (laughs) yeah but this is like straight not only is this roguelike but it's part bullet hell i don't know if you know what the bullet hell genre is it's like uh it's like asteroid you, you ever play the arcade game asteroids it's like of that course of crack of course you know where it's just yeah you're just getting bombarded with bullets and most of the time you're just spending dodging waves of bullets mm-hmm. so it's like part bullet hell part roguelike and it is fast paced so it's also one of those things where i can understand how like if If a a good run does go on for longer than an hour, I can understand how that can be too much because it's really fast-paced. A lot of roguelikes... Like, the closest thing I can relate this to is Risk of Rain 2. That's fast-paced, but there's... And depending on how many powers you pick up and depending on how you play, you can be surrounded by abilities. You can lag. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff on screen. But even then, that looks less so compared to this. This looks like it could, like, really, like, maybe... The reason why it's on a PS5 is cuz it'll obviously lag any other system. It's like there's a lot of resources going around. The particles look great. Like can we just talk about how beautiful the particles look? Yeah. Like the game is stunning. Like No, it looks it's great. Not what I was expecting whatsoever. And the game's coming out t- tomorrow, tomorrow, which is yeah. if you have a PS if you have a PS5, get it. What else are you using your PS5 for? Let's be honest, you know. Yeah. Go get uh, this game, look, man. Okay,
0: so I'm reading right here the average run runs uh, ninety minutes plus. And they said there's no way to save there's no way to save midway.
1: And well, th- it defeats the purpose if you save. It would defeat the entire yes. genre. It wouldn't be a roguelike if you could save. But
0: they said they wish the PS5 had Xbox quick resume feature.
1: So Yeah, that makes sense. Or at the very least, I suppose if their runs are that long, they should at least That's allow- a long run. They should at least allow safe zones. You know what I mean? Where you can like, have like a zone for you to uh-huh. stand in where you don't have to worry about getting killed and you can just stand there and breathe for a few minutes. You know what I mean? I think, who knows, if if this is a problem that persists, I believe that that would be the easiest way to implement it. You know what I mean? Like, at least, like there are other games where most roguelikes is you're going from, I don't know specifically how this game is going to do it, but most roguelikes is, it'll be like, you'll go from room to room or like risk of, risk of rain is you'll go from world to world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there are like, even though it's a run, you're still going through levels progressing. And, like, there's at least, like, a break in between levels loading or something for you to breathe, you know, mm-hmm. where it looks like this is just fluid, 90 minutes of pure action. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think they would be wise to at least, or who knows, you know, moving forward with roguelikes, the game games like this can have constant DLCs because they're just going to be, they're not going to throw, they're going to throw in new bosses, new enemies, new swarms of, like, people to defeat, new abilities, new weapons, new, like, that's the nice thing about roguelikes is that there's an endless possibility of how much you can keep bringing into the game. You can always be, you can always pump in new things. So, chances are they'll probably in like add items in game, like in game items that you can use to like, like take a five-minute break or something, you know. <laughs> or hopefully they'll add a safe zone. But I, I think this game's gonna sell well. It's not gonna sell amazingly because let's be honest, it's an exclusive on the PS5. It's a um, new IP. It's a new IP. It's a new IP. Uh, I think it's it has it's, a not, it's, it's not
0: it's not it from a studio that's like super well mm-hmm. known you well know? known
1: yeah but it's also like I mean look if you consider the PS5 within its first year has well where it is right now the PS5 has outperformed the PS four in terms of sales yes, I believe right at least in terms of time like we're not yes. talking overall we're talking about since launch yeah right it's, it, has. it has beaten so there there are a lot of people out there with PS5s. I don't know where they are, but there are a lot of. I people don't know. Who,
0: yeah, I haven't met a single person that has a PS5, yeah, and then no, I neither and neither I also I don't know, and I also don't know what they're doing with it, other than playing a few games.
1: uh there's a, there's a few games that like apparently is very different, like upscaled and like fun to play. Like there's one or two, but like yeah. you said, they've probably just been collecting dust since Miles Morales, you know. Yeah. Um, but this looks like it's going to push the console to its limits as well. In terms, like just with all those particle particle effects going around, like it's going to push this game to its limits. Like when there's like a hundred enemies around you and there's just a shit ton of particles, it's really. They, they said the that that and...
0: one of the best things about the game is that it runs 4K 60 solid.
1: Wow. Yeah. With even with all that happening on the screen, that's uh-huh. intense. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's yeah, everybody, all the reviews I've seen, even from like smaller developers who have been able to get a developer code or have been able to get the game early. Um, everybody's saying good stuff. And I, these are from like reviewers I know and trust. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of re- reviewers I don't really trust because here's the thing. when you work in reviewing games, you you know, I mm-hmm. know. You want to be nice they give you the embargo they give you the game you want to be you want to do a nice review like you want to be on non-biased but at mm. the same time you want to be you want to you want them to keep sending you games so you can keep reviewing it you know what i mean so there's a lot of that um and l- luckily uh the the reviewers i watch they're completely impartial like they don't ca- they don't care if the game if the company sends them the game or not like they're like well i'll buy it and review it if they don't send it to me you mm. know what i mean and everybody, it just seems positive. It seems like a really good, fun-paced roguelike game. It oddly enough, Dennis, it seems like the kind of game that would work really well on PC, <laughs> like with mouse with, with mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. It really seems like the kind of game that would look that would work great with mouse and keyboard. Well, I'll,
0: with with Sony's track record, it will be on PC in about like three, four years. Five,
1: five, six years yeah. if I'm lucky, man. <laughs> yeah. So unless it goes with the PS now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which I doubt. <laughs> So, all right, um, let's move
0: on. Uh, we talked about this movie, Mortal Kombat. It debuted at the box office last week. You know, besides it debuting on HBO Max, it was in theaters and it made $22.5 million, uh narrowly defeating uh, Demon
1: Slayer. Um, you know, Which is it, such a good movie. I'm sorry. I, I, I know we're a gaming channel. But anime is my life, Dennis, and that Demon Slayer movie was hype. Okay, it was sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like credit where credit is due. Yeah,
0: it, it's interesting to see like that high of a box office debut for Demon Slayer because you know it's the pandemic. Uh, you know, there's not. You know, it was there's
1: actually because of the pandemic, it's a huge opportunity. Like, dude, the movie, I it was in cinemas here in South Africa. That's unheard of. I believe because of the pandemic, a lot of movies, a lot of cinemas globally have a limited choice into what they can buy and show to their audiences. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because obviously the cinemas themselves, they have to buy the movies, they have to buy the rights to film, to to show the movie. You know what I mean? And there weren't for a lot of people, there weren't a lot of choices or they took a big they took a big financial hit. Not a lot of cinemas can afford to be buying the rights to big movies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was a no-brainer for a lot of cinemas to, to say, yes, let's do the, the anime movie. We can afford that. And that did definitely boost the sales. Because let's be honest, if it wasn't for COVID, I don't think that nearly as many cinemas would have played this movie.
0: It's interesting. Um, but people went, though. Time. But people yeah. went. That's yeah. the thing is, like, you know, you you can put movies. The
1: theaters you, are packed here. Like, I've never seen the theaters packed here since last year. But the theaters were packed here, dude. I think in a- for an anime movie. <laughs>
0: I think here in Los Angeles, at least, um, probably in a couple months. I think I mean, movie theaters are open now, uh, but they all have there's limitations in terms of like how many people can sit where and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. In about two months, we will be a lot better here uh, for with COVID. So I have a feeling that's when things are going to start ramping up uh, for 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 movie theaters here. But anyways, it was you know cool to see. Like you can't really judge these like, like normally you say 22.5 million, you're like, oh my God, that's not that much. But it's like in the pandemic time, it's actually quite a lot. Um, Godzilla made 31, it, it's opening weekend. So it's, you know, it's just a sign that things are starting to get semi back to normal. Um, mm. And that's nice. Um, all right, let's move on to, th- this is my last one. I know you have a bunch of stuff we we're gonna talk about as well. This was just more funny than anything i just yeah the, this
1: is this is this is funny news this is meme news man yeah uh
0: google stadia apparently was touting that they finally brought a search bar <laughs> to google stadia, the which the
1: company is, most famously known for being a search engine yes that finally makes, added a search bar makes
0: all their money from searching finally put one in google Stadia, which is kind of hilarious um yeah i this google i'm telling you you got a lot of players in this realm. You've got Google Stadia, you got Amazon Luna. You have even Apple has their own Apple Arcade or whatever. Uh, PS Now um, and Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. Man, it, it's it's eventually and this is going to happen with the streaming services. It's just not happening yet. They're going to get consolidated. Like eventually, there's going to be two or three winners. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because it's just not going to be sustainable. Eventually, some of these... Mm. And Google say it looks like it may be one of those that...
1: (laughs) I mean, look, EA Play is already fused with Game Pass. You know what I mean? Because they're like, Uh, oh, I can make more money that
0: way. So, Mm. So, yeah.
1: For sure, we're going to see a lot more of that happening.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, eventually there's not going to be... Right now, there's like a bazillion streaming services, right? Like... I, I'm subscribed to like five or six of them, but eventually the smaller ones are going to have to die off because they, they, people aren't going to be able to pay the amount of money for their particular streaming service. They're just going to have to start combining with stuff. Yeah. Anyways, um, all right, that was my last thing. I know you have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah. uh, what, what's the I biggest got, I got one? I've
1: one, got one big story. The rest are fairly small to okay. talk about. Uh, The biggest story here is that um, matching Epic, Microsoft is going to slash its prices down to 12%. So they only take a 12% stake from developers, um, like matching Epic, which is great, kind of like a slap in the face to Steam, because Steam still takes 30% from, they still take 30% of your revenue. And I didn't even know this, but supposedly, the more you sell on Steam, the less they take. So like- um, Yeah, but you have to sell a lot though like if you like even if you hit if you sell 50 million copies they'll reduce it to 20% which is still taking more than any uh, taking more than epic or microsoft would you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it's getting to a point now like look if, if microsoft is matching epic in terms of taking that percentage i'm wondering will this affect steam do you think steam will eventually will drop its prices because now not only do developers have the option to go to Epic? They also have the option to go straight to Microsoft, which is which is big. Microsoft's huge, you know what I mean? It is,
0: like, but the problem is is what's the percentage of people actually buying from the actual store, though? That's the thing.
1: The prices. I will say that the numbers have gone up since the Game Pass because um, you have to use the Microsoft Store for a lot of things, even just whenever your Game Pass encounters a problem and because it's yes. in beta. On, on, sorry, Game Pass for PC. Yeah it's in beta so it encounters problems a lot so a lot of the time you actually have to work through the Microsoft Store yes and um which I'm not too sure if they meant to do that or not but the Microsoft Store has been getting more traction recently yeah um don't know about sales though but I think that this is going to look this is going to get developers to want to get their games on there mm-hmm. and they're going to want to they're going to want to put their games on the Microsoft Store and on the Epic Games Store and they're not going to want to put it on Steam if your game is on the Microsoft Store. And it's nowhere else. You're gonna to go to the Microsoft Store, you know. At least that. Well, then again, that's what Epic thought was gonna happen. And look, it worked for a while, but now Epic's Epic's users are definitely declining. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I I, I think it's very helpful. I do think there needs to be competitors to Steam, just so that you know developers mm. can get a better you know uh, deal out of stuff, and it's not so much a monopoly.
1: Uh, I just
0: you know we'll, we'll yeah, see well,
1: t- tie, tying into that as well they did a uh, they asked a question at the gdc state of game industry uh there was a poll that said what do you think is a justifiable amount uh for of your game's revenue for digital storefronts and only seven percent of people responded saying that 30 percent was fair which means obviously 93 percent of people think that steam taking 30 is crazy no I mean, it's, it's too much it's too much uh... it is way too much a 30 70 split is crazy dude like Look, even if you like if, like I think we've spoken about this before, even if they dropped it to a 20% stake, that's still huge for Steam, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's it's like look, it's not as good as it's going to be, it's not as good as Epic or Microsoft, but that like that'll help. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like if you if you take 20% of like that's still a big chunk of money, Steam. You don't need thirty percent. Well, I mean, Steam's honestly,
0: for, for for small developers or indie developers, that that could make or break a game. You know what I
1: mean? That extra ten percent for them could exactly it could make or break like their studio, especially if they like. I think about look, Valheim, right? That was a studio of I think four people. They sold two million copies of the game, and then they wanted to ex- and they they wanted to expand. Now, mm-hmm. clearly, expansion would have gone a lot easier if they had. 80% of their revenue instead of 70% of their revenue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Or or more. But the point is they would have been able to build offices. They would have been able to expand quicker. They would have been able to pull out content quicker because Valheim is still an incredibly played, like, popular game, but I guarantee you that they would have had more gain if they were able to expand quicker and bring out co- more updates quicker. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because even right now, the player base is slowly falling off. It's still pretty big, but it's slowly falling off because they're not updating it enough you know what mm-hmm. i mean and i think that they would have been able to update it more had they gotten more of the revenue but mm-hmm. steam took 30 percent of that yeah so um let's see um moving forward this is like actually uh it's 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 interesting Un- unfortunately we are filming the podcast a day early um if we were filming the podcast on time we would probably have covered this but i believe dennis what's the time right now about you
0: it is 2 p.m you're talking about state of play state of play is happening right now
1: yeah just started so so uh, by the time this is uploaded state of play will be out so be sure to check out the state of play um but yeah there's uh not much to talk. like i just wanted to mention it the state of play is out right now i have a feeling maybe you and i can maybe do a review and like like all right we can maybe post our thoughts in like two days from now just post like a video Mm -hmm. uh or we'll see how you feel after your vaccination yeah yeah but yeah. yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching it after this, regardless. I'm gonna watch it, um, but yeah, state of play is out. I could talk about like what to expect. Obviously, we're gonna see a lot of things like the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart game. Um, they're gonna be talking about that. There's a couple things to focus on, but we'll see if we can do a video about it uh, once you're feeling a bit better. Yeah. And then also they've uh, well, we know E3 is gonna be digital. They just announced the uh, the exact times. I believe it's gonna be from June 12th to June 15th. Uh, and they've announced the uh, the hosts, which is going to be Greg Miller, um, Jackie Jing. Uh, I don't know. If I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and then Alex Goldenboy-Mendez, who is an esports commentator. Um, but yeah, the, that's I don't, I, not that big of news. But if you guys are interested, uh, E3 is going to be from June 12th to June 15th. Uh, moving on from that... This is referring to Sony. what I was going to say. So Sony is aggressively investing in first-party studios and third-party exclusives. I think this comes following after they did say, I think we spoke about it last week, where they said that they're going to be, oh, there's going to be a lot more exclusives for the PS5 than we thought there yeah. was going to be. So I think this follows that. Um yeah, they're just pushing hard on the, they're just pushing hard what's it we plan to increase development personnel and other costs in our in-house studios by approximately 183 million usd year uh year on year i'm not too sure what year on year means does that mean each year 100 and 183 million yeah that's a lot that's a lot that's a big chunk each yeah. year wow uh, as we f- as we further strengthen our in-house software so mm-hmm. um i believe oh yes hold on there's I don't want to misspeak this because this is actually kind of... Br- yeah, here we go. Uh, to- 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 is it? No, no, no. The company's part... Oh, yes. The company, uh, they partnered with the creator of Assassin's Creed, uh, Jade Raymond, the, uh, yeah. his new studio, Haven. So they're going to be creating a whole brand new IP for PlayStation uh, coming from the creators of um, Assassin's Creed. So that's exciting. That's also looking uh, good to look forward it to. It makes
0: sense because, uh, I'll be honest with you, You know, even looking at right now, I'm looking at my Xbox... Uh, app on my PC. I have Game Pass Ultimate, so you know I, I get EA Play, and I get the PC games, and I get the Xbox games or whatever. I mean, this deal is just way too good. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. way... you. The only way that Sony can combat that is to get exclusives that that Xbox cannot. To, yeah. Because I'm looking at this like... I can play Jedi Fallen Order on here. This is just the PC one. I can play Mass Effect 1, 2, 3, Andromeda. I can play Star Wars Squadrons. I can... Uh, i can play the halo games i can play uh, oh the fallout game fallout 4 uh fallout uh 76 um i mean that's just i'm just talking like just off the top of my head of the stuff that that you can play on here. you can play fifa 15 fifa 18 it's just there's too much good stuff
1: it's, it's huge yeah it's 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 honestly huge man I mean, control control
0: is on there.
1: Um, This is actually not not something. This isn't something that I added into the list. Um, But Xbox uh, users have found a way using because I believe the the Xbox has the Edge Explorer in it, the Microsoft Edge Explorer. So gamers have found a way to stream PC games onto their Xbox through the Microsoft Edge Explorer. Now, obviously, this isn't going to be around for long because Microsoft has got xCloud, so they're going to completely cut this out. Mm -hmm. Because I think this is using Steam Play or something, so you can Mm -hmm. stream your Steam games through your your Xbox, and you can play using a mouse and keyboard. So you can straight up play like Age of Empires on your Xbox if you wanted to, you know what I mean? Um, How long this is going to be available for, I'm not too sure because I'm sure, like I said, Xbox is not going to allow this to happen because they have their own streaming service coming out or like that they're working on. But like that said also moving forward if they can get pc games onto the like like a lot of like rts games and like that if they can get that onto the xbox that's also a huge win for them you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i don't see i don't see sony doing that so they have to fight with these exclusives they have to really fight hard with these exclusive man.
0: yeah if it looks like you know from you know what we saw with that that video or the playstation uh, video plus pass or plus video pass or whatever it doesn't look like they're do- going to try i mean they're going to try and compete but they're not going to do the day day one exclusive titles on ps plus or whatever and they're trying to you know, supplement it with videos and you know movies and tv shows and we talked about that last week we were like that's just not enough the only thing they can do <laughs> is get exclusive games that you just can't get on the Xbox, and therefore you have to get a PS Five, whether subscription based or not. Because right now, as far as deals go, the Xbox is just—it's you know, e- even without the exclusive games uh, on the Xbox Series X, it's still a fantastic deal.
1: It's just the most use for it. Like you'd you'd use it more than you would use a PS Five. Uh, going uh, actually, you might want to flick through this. This I thought was awesome. I, I never heard about this game before. There's a game called uh, Lost Soul, and it's going to be coming to the PS5. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was announced or spoken about back in 2016, but it was only one developer. And hmm. this reminds me a lot of uh, Wukong. Like, I think they're doing a similar approach to the Wukong approach, which is they're like, look at how amazing this game is. We need a level designer. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone, we need a level designer help, uh, yeah. which is great. Uh, dude this game looks look the game needs polish there's a couple things that i saw faults with but this game looks fun and it looks sick and it's beautiful uh, it's uh, chinese uh, as well mm-hmm. uh, so also very similar to wukong the voice the voice actors are chinese the the entire they said the devil may
0: skin. cry uh composer five composer cody yeah. matthew johnson is writing music for the game
1: and from what i could tell it's i watched the first couple minutes and i was like oh this is such a cool fantasy game and then i saw a spaceship and i was like wait now it's a fantasy sci-fi. It's like they've blended fantasy, martial arts, sci-fi. Well, not martial arts, because it's more like wushu. You know what I mean? Uh, like some of the combat that they're doing, less so martial arts. And what I love is that your t- you your sword is a dragon that speaks to you. It's literally like there's a dragon. You talk, it's, it's your dragon, but it's also your sword. And there was like a moment, there's a bit of platforming I saw. The, the platforming doesn't look sharp. I think that's why they need a level, level mm-hmm. designer. It seems like that's where they're falling short. The combat looks great. The game looks visually beautiful. The platforming is falling short. Like the jumping, jumping looks the jumping animation looks horrible.
0: Yeah, watch it. I'm watching it right there's now. Small,
1: small bad. But there's a point in time where I think like the the guy falls onto the ground. He starts like surfing. And I was like, that's not a mechanic I was expecting. He's like surfing like on his dragon or something a lot it looks fun like it looks fun i don't think it's gonna be like look the wukong game looks sick don't get me wrong like that's gonna do much better than this but this looks fun it's something that look coming from who it used to be one person to now it's stretched out to a much bigger team it looks like it's getting a bit of traction the art the the art
0: design is very uh final fantasy inspired
1: it is yeah but it's the game the... is very devil may cry inspired oh you know?
0: yeah the gameplay though looks devil may cry looks like oh devil it's may...
1: inspired by final fantasy 15 that yeah. makes sense why the main character looks like noctis yeah yeah but, but yeah, the, but the gameplay looks, looks more
0: like devil may cry
1: mm. yeah no dude this just looks fun it looks eh. really fun like it's, it looks like it's gonna have like these really big epic boss fights uh, so I thought it was worth mentioning. If you guys haven't, like, look up the footage. The game is called Lost Lost Soul Aside. Yeah. Uh, you Let us know what you guys think about it in the comment section. Yeah, I'm looking at it right I now. It looks very fun. cool. looks cool. Very and good. then last but not least, I have a bunch of really, really small, short things. I labeled them miscellaneous because I mm-hmm. thought some of them are funny. You know what I mean? Um, this one, which is so weird, the, the old school NES Tetris game, like, the players have just found a new technique on how to like beat old school records for the old school nes like they just found a new way to play the game and i i don't i don't know how it works but the technique is called rolling i i I tried watching a youtube video on this and i still couldn't really understand it but supposedly it's it it, it's quicker than the button mashing technique that they used to use apparently i don't know so it's just crazy man like a game this old they just found a new technique to beat high scores to like beat times from Mm -hmm. like way back when it's it's also like look the te- the Tetris, the com- competitive Tetris scene uh, is huge, which most people don't know about, uh, and they've been it's it's the competitive Tetris scene is not the new Tetris; it always has been the classic Tetris. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just crazy that someone found a new technique now. Uh, and this is also silly, dude. There's a there's a Nintendo Wii made out of pure gold that was made for um, was a Queen yeah, uh, Elizabeth, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, and it cost three hundred thousand dollars, dude. It's on sale on eBay right now for three hundred thousand, and it's like it doesn't even look. It's got scratches on it, man. Like, yo, she obviously played that crap out of this Wii because this Wii is smashed. Like, you can see she rage quitted. She must have thrown this golden controller around because I can see scratches on it and shit like that. Yeah, um, but of course, of course, the queen got a, a pure gold Nintendo Wii. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. I'm pretty sure she never touched that thing.
1: Well, someone in must her have, life, there's definitely probably, scratches the kids, on it. probably kids. Probably the kids yeah probably oh definitely the kids somebody in the house did you yeah know? i'm sure but that's, it's that's kids. crazy dude three hundred thousand dollars that's the asking price um apparently apparently people are saying that that's a reasonable price i i don't know i don't know i mean if it's solid gold then that would make sense to me and i suppose the fact that it was you know the queen it was the queen it was queen elizabeth II. it's mm-hmm. like that's kind of crazy as is uh this bit of news you might enjoy which is that titanfall 2 the player count has Skyrocketed. Yeah. And actually, I actually got wind of this a while ago. And I I still don't know. I need to like do a bit of research as to why it happened. But I was messaged on Discord from a friend who said, Hey, listen, we're going to bomb. We're all going to play Titanfall. Like everyone, we're going to, we're trying to overload. I think they were trying to overload the Titanfall servers in a way to show like their support. I think I could be wrong on it. I, I haven't even read this article. I just, I knew about it before the time, but yeah, the, the player base, it just skyrocketed. I think it's to try to sh- show their support. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, four years after the game's original release, it's got more players now. Uh, Titanfall's previous peak was 13,000. And currently, now on Sunday, it hits 16,000, which is so it's, it's higher than it has ever been before uh, with Titanfall 2 on Steam. So, hey, servers are alive. If you guys own Titanfall 2, it seems like the servers are up and running, mm-hmm. man. Go play some games. It's got more players now than ever before. I st- I still don't really know where this kind of came from. I need to do a better research on that. But I still, like I said, I was invited to it. Everyone was like, hey, help us bomb the servers. I think I, I'm pretty sure. I think it wasn't a, an, an attempt to get them to be like, hey, give us a Titanfall 3. Because I think people really, really want a Titanfall 3. I
0: really want a Titanfall 3. I just, you know. Like 16,000 other people do
1: too, Dennis. That's why they're playing the game. But remember,
0: Respawn is working on a brand new IP, so.
1: Mm. They just won't have the time, unfortunately. Especially with Apex. Well, that's that's, the thing is Apex is
0: making, making them the money, you know um mm. so and
1: they got they gotta they gotta stay i would among. i
0: what i would love to see that, that that's another one you can play titanfall uh one and two uh on game pass as well
1: <laughs> oh it was it was yeah it, it was because people wanted titanfall 3. that's that's why it happened yeah Um uh, this is also for you uh fallout 76 locked and loaded update is live and it nice. includes several uh, several heavily requested editions I need. Um, I
0: need to. I think I might have to install on my PC and start over. Uh, mm. Are you playing that? You're not playing the game at all, are you?
1: No, but I will if you will. I, like, okay. Like I said, it's on Game Pass for PC, so okay. I I will if you. I just recently cleared up a huge chunk of space because uh, I deleted ARC, which was like 160 gigs because I had all the uh, expansions. Mm-hmm. So that I just cleared up a whole bunch of space on my SD, uh, my SSD, and I think. Fallout 76. Last time I checked, it was about 76 gigs around mm-hmm. there, uh, at least the PC version. It's a it's but a yeah, lot so- better than
0: when I first started playing it, and mm-hmm. I, I put well, a I put it a good amount like of time it. in it. I put a good amount of time in the uh, once they released the wastelanders, but now they probably have a lot more stuff in there now. So, I may. So
1: I wanna- I haven't played it. So you got to let me know what this means. And apparently, people are really happy with these changes. Like, punch card machines can be built in camp. Or found around the multiple train stations. Punch card. IP. Yeah, punch I don't card. know what a punch card machine is. But uh, apparently, that's what people asked for.
0: Players I can store
1: know. a maximum. Of, players can store a maximum of two special loadouts per character, uh, which is something that got asked for as mm-hmm. well. Um, what's this? Uh, beginning at level twenty. Yeah, beginning at level twenty-five, players can create and save custom special point allocations, i.e., loadouts so you can have different like loadouts instead Mm -hmm. of just having like your character um for those who don't know about fallout special is basically the dividing of your attribute points yeah it's just a nice way of saying attribute points so they're saying you can now have different loadouts for attribute points Mm -hmm. like if rather than having different characters you can just have a different loadout if you have a strength build you can now have an agility build you know what i mean which i i'm not too sure what the use of that is in the game because i haven't played it enough but The fact that a lot of people have asked for it must mean that it it must be worth it, you know. Mm -hmm. Rather than creating multiple characters or something, I suppose. Oh, and Mm -hmm. perk card assignments, Uh, so you can switch between your your uh, your special point. You can switch between your attribute uh, attribute points and your perk cards. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was apparently one of the most common requests. Yeah, special loadouts enable players to, which seems cool. The game looks great. I definitely want to try getting back into it at some point in time uh like uh, there's a new update out you know what i mean uh today marks the start of season four uh and the season four is called armor armor ace in cold steel mm-hmm. interesting name but yeah uh last bit of news that i have here is like not too interesting but it's like look first of all metro exodus great game if you own metro exodus you're going to get a free update because they're releasing the metro exodus enhanced edition but apparently it is really resource heavy like really like you're if you own it's it's not too bad well we can run it first of all like the minimum requirements is well see the minimum requirements is our graphics card so we have our graphics card is the minimum requirement to Dennis. which uh, like, let's let's that, that's, we that's, have, that's that's that says that's something. pretty like, steep, have, that's pretty
0: steep that's pretty steep. That's pretty
1: huh? steep. The, the recommended graphics card would be an RTX 2070 or RTX 3060. Jeez. So it's very... That's the recommended. And if you want to play the game on high, it has to be an RTX 3070 uh, with uh, like CPU 8 cores, at least 16 gigs of RAM, DirectX 12. Uh, you'll, you'll get your ray tracing settings and stuff. But on the minimum requirements... You, uh, you still have rake tracing supposedly you're gonna but you're only gonna get 45 FPS on minimum. So we're if we play the game, we're only gonna get 45 FPS Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, eight gigs of RAM minimum, which I'm sure you've got more. I've got 16. I do need more. Yeah, I have these. 24 Google Chrome. Google Chrome needs eight gigs on its own, man. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: don't use Google Chrome for that reason. I use Edge because Chrome is
1: a memory hog. Man, I, I suppose I should switch, man. I, I really should because that's like. Well, Google you should Chrome's you you can
0: use Edge now because they use the Chrome. It's based off Chromium, so.
1: Oh, sick. Okay, yeah, yeah. but yeah, the rec- like the recommended settings. If you want to play Metro Exodus, the uh, the enhanced edition. If you want to play it on 1080p at 60fps. Um, it comes with uh, the ray tracing settings on. Ray tracing settings will be on high. You need to have uh, at least an eight-core CPU, uh, at least eight gigs of RAM. It seems like eight gigs of RAM is the minimum for anything, but most people, most PC gamers have more than eight gigs of RAM nowadays. Most PC like systems come base with like 16 gigs of RAM. You know what I mean? But to be able to play it on recommended, you need an RTX 2070 or better, which is that's crazy, man. I I can't. The game's card are gonna look stunning. The game's probably gonna look great, but I, I'm not gonna play it. I don't want to mm. play it at 45 frames per second.
0: It's hilarious because back in the day, like 30 was acceptable. Now people don't want to play anything unless it's 60. I
1: actually had I actually had that talk the other day. People were like, com- like people. It's funny because people now complain, especially with PC gamers. They complain if they don't get 120 frames per second. They don't care about 60 FPS. Like, no, no, no. They're like, "Are you kidding me? It's not 120 FPS. That's bullshit." (laughs) Like, they're like, "Oh, I'm getting like a hundred. I'm getting like 160 FPS." People are complaining. It's like, look, man, 60 FPS is still fine. All right. We used to play Game Boy games. All right. We used to play games that were like, 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 I want to say like, like 15 FPS, Mm -hmm, man. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um, all right, is that it?
1: That's it for me. Yeah. cool. All
0: right, guys. Uh thanks for watching this episode of the Revog Games podcast. Make sure to subscribe. You can subscribe on youtube.com slash Revog. We also finally got our audio podcast up, so if you're watching this and you wanna listen to it or you wanna switch off here and there, or whatever, uh check that out. The link is in the description or you know, if you're listening to that podcast, I'm assuming you found it that way as well and uh you can follow me on twitter at think or instagram Dennis.TZNG, and josh where can people find you
1: you guys can find me on twitch at josh underscore toki and that's t-o-k-i
0: cool uh and so until next time we'll see you guys later
1: see you later